Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I thought this would be a good time to note when we're recording this as opposed to when <sighs> this will be airing. Yeah. Just as a quick housekeeping note. Um, we have kind of been just marathon recording episodes for about a week now because I'm going to the UK for the entire month of July. So it is now June 29th. And I guess this episode will be going up like the first, what, last week of July? This wow. week a month from now? Up. Yeah. July, I believe, 29th. 9th? Is so when this, air, this episode now. will air. Yes. Oh, man. How are things up there in the future? Yeah. Mm, probably don't want to know, honestly. I don't, yeah, I, I don't want to know what's better happened than June? <laughs> between now and then. You'll have just studied at Oxford for a month. Yes. That's exciting. And then also spent a week at the beach with. Yes. With everyone. Yes. So. All the things. Uh, really just a wild month. So, but I say that because things seem to change rapidly these days. And uh, if things are changing and we're not talking about them, that's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> because that's in the future. We don't know they're happening yet. If something significant happens and we don't comment on it in a podcast, it's because all of the past, what, five episodes now mm -hmm. have been recorded between June 22nd, 29th. So, yes. Uh, yeah very short window of time also i'm going to be in a different continent so if i'm not aware of american events it's because i'm trying not to be <laughs> and you're lucky trying to yeah. remove myself from them for just the briefest amount of time i think that is fine to do yeah mm -hmm. yeah no i wish i could do that <laughs> just call periodically and let us know how it is over there i tweeted okay. about like joking about just staying over there after mm -hmm. everything that's happened just in this week in this current time um, and then a few people that live there were like, well, honestly, it's not that much better here. So oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe everywhere is kind of bad now. I don't know. Hey, I'm not speaking from personal experience yet, but that was just the experience of a few people hey, that live there that said that. Canada. You got, you got any room up there? <laughs> hey, Canada. Hey, Canada. What's up, Canada? What's up, Canada? What you doing? Their <laughs> lawyers still wear those fun clothes, I think. And their judges on their Supreme Court or whatever their court is. I don't know dressed like santa with like red robes wait 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 there's supreme court justices dressed like santa i i don't think <laughs> this, this is a fever this dream can't I had. be right i don't not think like this is a fever dream i had accurate santa just like red. not like coca-cola brand santa right yeah okay i'm tell me they're not dressed like santa okay they do kind of look like santa they're red robes with like white so fur lining send that picture to taylor interesting they do kind of I mean, actually that looks so that looks more like old school santa sure okay you know like pre prior to coca-cola santa mm -hmm. um <laughs> but oh, yeah. it does look like santa yeah or at least like a like a santa's like backup singers <laughs> yeah they're they're santa bounding <laughs> so that's what's going on up in canada <laughs> That's what their Supreme Court is anyway, doing. I mean, please, please no offense, Canada, to you or your Supreme Court. No, you've no. seen what you've seen what ours is doing. Yeah, I, we're I not here for it. Much rather have our Supreme Court dressed as Santa instead of stripping American citizens of long-established rights. Instead of this, yeah, yeah, we'll take Santa any day. No, no, that's not what we're doing. We're going to stay here and we're going to make it better. Except for me, I just happened to be leaving for the next month, but it wasn't planned. I didn't know they were going to do that right before I bolted. Um, 
Sorry for the timing. That's okay. Well, I've just you always can come, thought... You can come back and make it better in a month. It feels like an extra big, like, middle finger to the country when uh, I'm my first full day in the UK will be the 4th of July after everything oh. they've done. Just, like, take take oh. that, Supreme Court, government. <laughs> take that. I'm in the I UK. Left. <laughs> I left. In the, the, I, I left temporarily to study abroad and then come the back. With the British. <laughs> I don't know. I felt that vibe. I made a point of when I was, this was years ago when I was in Japan and I climbed Mount Fuji. I did it on the 4th of July. It's like, well, I'm exercising my freedom to not be in America. <laughs> to not be there. <laughs> can we, can we agree, by the way, for, it's not 4th of July yet. And by the time you listen to this, it will have already been 4th of July. Could we just not with fireworks? I mean, I'm fine with that. I've been at not with fireworks since the first summer of the pandemic where people set them up or maybe it was some sort of operation meant to stress people out more. I don't know. But it was every night for a year, I think. I'm not saying like I'm against like professional firework displays at designated locations where you have to go to like seek them out you know like you're going to a place knowing fireworks will occur and you're going with the intention of watching them and like i'm not saying that's a problem but i mean like your your local hometown your neighbors the neighborhood fire could we just not i just as a society could we move past like they're dangerous people get hurt fires get started and then if nothing else they scare babies and animals and people who you know don't react well to loud noises like there's lots of us fireworks so do you really they're they're dangerous and they're scary and they make people afraid do you you think america is ever going to do anything to americans (laughs) to get rid of things like that just come on come on look at our favorite kind of things are those things not mine personally but good luck with that do you, I mean, there's sparklers, I guess. Like, there's sparklers. I don't even know if those are really a great... I, sparklers I freak mean, me out, personally. That, like, you're holding okay. fire. I don't want to hold fire. Uh, well, all right. That's... <laughs> the, the kinds that we would always get were never the big, scary, poppy ones that go mm-hmm. up in the sky. They were just the little dinky ones you set in the street, and they kind of spray... Sparks up. Colored sparks. Yeah. And they stop. And then yeah. Justin jumps over them. I don't know. Can we just stick to like grilling out? I mean, that's they, nice. Uh, they've already they've been going on for the last month here in New York. Not as bad as it's been in the past years, but it's. I, I, I'm going to tell you, no. The answer is no. <laughs> that's something I'm not particularly excited about being in Washington D.C. for. <laughs> oh, the fireworks! So many. Yeah. <sighs> well, funny. anyway. I'll be in Britain this year. I doubt they have any fireworks on 4th of July. It's like the opposite of a holiday for them. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how do they celebrate there? Like, Although, well, honestly, maybe at this point, they're kind of glad that America yeah. was like, bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, all right, we'll do it without you. Well, that's fine. Um, I don't know. This yeah, is not my official I, commentary on like American history and the revolution. This is just me making goofs about the fact that I'm getting out of this country <laughs> just for three weeks um, so anyway before you leave it is vital to the interest to, to American interests that you discuss Wayne's World with me yes the American classic Party can I just excellent. say 
As it like, is a very American movie. It is a very American movie. As a preface to our conversation about this, I've definitely, I've obviously seen this movie many times before uh, of your like instruction in the past. <laughs> My Even before we had a podcast where we told each other it's, what to watch. It was Justin's favorite movie for the longest time. Yes. I don't think it still is, but it was for a very long time. I've seen this movie many times, but I think the last time I saw it was maybe like, eight years ago seven or eight years ago so re-watching it again it's a lot there's a lot that happens in this movie and you think it's just gonna be like one of those like fun like kind of mm-hmm. like bill and ted like oh goofy two guys on a 90s adventure but it, it, so much just keeps happening you're like how how is this movie still going on really yeah i've forgotten like well I, we're gonna talk about the whole thing right yeah, it came yeah. out what 30 90 years ago two. yeah um like the whole ending that's on an ending and mm-hmm. then another ending another ending let's do the scooby-doo ending i completely forgotten that was a whole part of this movie <laughs> really completely forgotten uh i mean it's fun so you know it was based on an snl sketch yes okay well i don't know i don't know how much you know about well it. i looked i looked up when the movie came out and everything and i saw that on the have you ever seen the snl sketches no there i mean it's very much modeled like it would be there is a show called wayne's world that these two guys wayne and garth do out of their basement mm-hmm and it started with the Wayne's World, Wayne's World. Part. I mean, it was exactly Party that. Party time, excellent. The set was the same, essentially. I mean, it was mm-hmm. all the same. And then they made a movie out of that. Yeah. Which is kind of wonderful. Like, the idea that they that they were like, they convinced Lauren Michaels to make a movie out of that is kind of, I don't know. Has that happened with any other, those oh, yeah. SNL sketches? There have been others, like um, MacGruber. Oh, that's true. Yeah, well, and that. This was one of this was like the first one that kind of kicked off all of the the, the Saturday Night Live based movies. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't they do a Night at the Roxbury movie? Yeah, and there was a yeah. Mary Catherine Gallagher movie. Yeah, um, huh? I've been a lot. I'm familiar with all of those sketches. I'm not familiar with the. I'm surprised the they didn't do one with the Spartan cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Gotta wonder if they tried. You have to wonder if that was like... That was a Will Ferrell pitch at some point, right? Right. Like, at some point, somebody thought about it. Like, we should make a movie out of this. That had to have been. I would think so. Yeah. And I'm sure there are others that we're not even thinking of right now. We are not SNL historians. But, um... Just looking to see what... <laughs> uh, are there ones we're forgetting? Uh, there, there, there are a lot. There's a... I mean, I, I didn't realize that Cone... Oh, yeah, Coneheads was a... SNL skit. I guess that came before yeah. Wayne's World. Well, no, yeah, Wayne's World Coneheads predates was. that, but I think the skit predates Wayne's World. Yeah. Yes, Coneheads definitely predates Wayne's World. Yeah, um, just thinking of who was on the show when and everything. Yeah. Right. Um, Wayne's World. So, Wayne's World. <laughs> I don't know how it's it's weird to talk about the plot of Wayne's World with like the idea that somebody hasn't seen it because I feel like hasn't everyone. But I mean, your generation maybe not. No, I remember I I had a friend, uh, I had a Halloween party when I was in like my freshman year of high school and I had a, another friend who was the only other one in our friend group who had seen Wayne's World. And I think this was the year that maybe I had watched it for like, not the first time, but the first time that I remember watching it because I probably watched it with you all when I was much younger. So mm-hmm. I was like 14 and had just watched it again. We dressed as Wayne and Garth for Halloween and then two guys showed up dressed as Wayne and Garth at the same party. And we were the only four people that understood the reference. <laughs> the only ones. Justin and I have dressed as Wayne and Garth. Yeah. 
Um, Were you Wayne or Garth? I was Garth. Okay. Uh, so anyway, Wayne's World is this, is a movie. <laughs> it's about two guys, Wayne and Garth, who have a TV show in their basement, and then they they sell out basically, like this executive Rob Lowe, who's supposed to be like your typical late '80s, early '90s, like. I was going to say a bad word. Business guy. Business guy in a suit. Like, you know, no no morals, just about money, using others, that kind of guy. And he, like, gets them signed with this local arcade, Noah's Arcade, so that they can basically try to sell kids going to this arcade Mm -hmm. using their show. And in the meantime, Rob Lowe also tries to steal Wayne's new girlfriend, Cassandra, who's a talented musical artist. And he tries to steal her by offering her, like, like um, a music contract. Mm-hmm. But then, don't worry. Wayne wins at the end. At the very, very end. At the very end. He keeps the girl, and he gets to make the show on his own terms. And then... a big executive shows up and signs Cassandra for a record deal. Mm-hmm. Does Wayne's World get to be a thing, too? It doesn't, does it? Or is Wayne's World part of that? Well, in the in, the, in the sequel, it's a it's a thing, so... I guess that's true. Yeah. Because yeah. then there was a Wayne's World, too. Which I have not seen. I have seen it. It's... It is not as good. You know me. That great great defender of sequels. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah you are. Doesn't you're the, pass the test. You're the one person in the Grease 2 fan club, and you're going to say Wayne's World 2 is bad? Oh, I'm not saying it's bad. I've just, I think Wayne's World, the I've original, is better. Yeah. That, that is all I will say. I just think it's, it's very, like, it's a very well-composed, it's very funny. Um, it is, it does have that 90s humor where, like, sometimes it's a little mean. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's which I mean, I always it, I always find it a little jarring when I sort of rewatch these movies now. And I think like, man, we used to be so mean. That was humor. <laughs> that's um, what I've gathered. Yeah. I, I like I don't think it's been a long time since I've watched Wayne's World. And on the rewatch, I did. I was not as much of a fan of, of Wayne as I uh, as I remember. Like, oh, he's mm-hmm. kind of a jerk. Mm-hmm. That 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 sucking cut guy on a show. The first guest. That guy yes. didn't do anything wrong, and they're making fun of him. That, that that's a bummer. And like whatever's going on with the ex girlfriend, I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of harsh. <laughs> it is. It is pretty harsh. It's a weird. Like I always used to think of Wayne as kind of an earnest leading guy, mm-hmm. who like I mean I remember weirdly like watching and thinking like, am I kind of finding Mike Myers attractive, <laughs> like. Is that happening? Like, am I watching this and kind of thinking like, okay, Wayne, all right. Were you? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> and maybe Garth a little bit. I see when Garth, he drums, I can see. When he's drumming. Like, Garth right? is sweet and weird and makes strange donut creatures when left to his own devices. I, I, was, I was definitely vibing with Garth on the rewatch. Yeah. I get, I get the Garth more than the Wayne. On the, I don't know on the attractive attractiveness of the two, but but Wayne was like the leader. Well, yeah, I like it's that. World. I like that confidence. <laughs> Not Garth's. I'm world. attracted to confidence. Okay. <laughs> Have you met my husband? <laughs> 
Um, I like confidence, but uh, I don't know. But the but you're right on the on the rewatch. He is he is kind of mean. He is mean to the suck cut guy, although it does certainly suck. Um, but <laughs> and he is he's mean to Stacy. Although it's hard to know like the context. Is she has he like broken up with her and she still is following him around and forcing herself into his life? Is that really happening? I don't know. How can we judge? I don't think they really developed the character. I think it was just like, huh, huh, annoying ex-girlfriend who's not over me. Yes. Yes, exactly. She is a plot device for Wayne, not a like character. Which yeah. is the bigger problem. And I think you could definitely level that criticism. Like, when we talk about female characters in Wayne's world, you have the very, like, quote-unquote, crazy ex-girlfriend. Like, stereotypical, you know, she gives him a gun rack <laughs> and follows him around. And then you have uh, Cassandra, the girl that is purely like, she's like a dream girl. Mm -hmm. That's what she's supposed to be. Like, a like here's a fantasy that a man would put together and say, look at this amazing woman. And then somehow Wayne manages to... Ba Wayne gets both of these women who are very attractive, mm -hmm. I will say. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing I will say. I don't know what all Stacey has going for her other than being attractive. Is it the band? Like the the sing like the not the band the uh, show because he has a cable access show is it the cable access show uh, you know that's, that's what all the ladies are into what's I'm is just is saying wait I don't know about that because what would be the current equivalent would that be would that be having a podcast that would be having a podcast <laughs> never mind <laughs> no would does we now tip a, the scale on podcasts and it goes the other way i think i was gonna yeah. say that everybody has a podcast i don't know maybe for a moment a podcast i mean i will say like there was that thing in high school and maybe early college years where a band would have been equivalent to that like even somebody mm -hmm. who was in just a local band who just like played shows at the ywca <laughs> how, how do you think it works out for us now that trend of like whatever like he's a 10 but like yeah like whatever he, he's a 10 but he has a podcast how do you think that how you, what's what's the answer uh, there audience <laughs> i think it's got to depend on the content of the podcast maybe, right maybe like there are so many guys my age that start podcasts with like their college roommates that's just like them talking about i don't know pop culture and usually probably being like careful I'm not talking <laughs> oh, about no. your husband. No, I mean us. Oh, yeah. No, no. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not saying this no, no, is no. a judgment I mean the, the on other podcasters. I'm more worried about how people might judge me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah, I'm saying. I just saying. meant what like the guys us? that started to be kind of like gross about things. You know what I mean? Like all the TikTokers and YouTubers that are like popular guys on there because they suck. But then <laughs> they make podcasts and it's just to continue I, being like. Kind yes. of gross people. I, I think that's different than like I think anybody who wants to sit down in front of a microphone and chat with their friends go for it. Yeah. I don't think there's I, I would never discourage anyone from doing that. I think if you're making a there is a resurgence of this kind of bad guy. Yes. I think I think if we're talking about like I want to use this because nowadays everybody's afraid to speak their mind. Yes, you know exactly. what? I'm gonna sit down in a mic and I'm gonna tell it like it is. I think that that sort of yes. attitude gets a little scary that's and exactly can often be toxic. For. Yes. Yes. That yeah. kind of podcast, that just that's like a net zero. Yes, if your if your intention is to like upset people with the truth, then that's. <laughs> but if you just want if you just want to sit down with your buddies or maybe your siblings and and talk about 
media and pop culture and go for it be a little goofy I think that's fine. Which I will say is very much the spirit of what Wayne and Garth are doing at the beginning of Wayne's world. They're not trying to be famous. Right. They're just having fun. They're Mm -hmm. artists. (laughs) That Well, they kind of are supposed to. I mean, I know it's like a cable access show, but like that's what they're trying to. Like they are. They're artists. They're just trying to do things. Cassandra is driven. Cassandra wants to sell out. I mean, she wants wants, like she wants to be famous. She wants to make music. She wants to. Which is, I mean, is not a bad thing. It's always, It used to be back in the 90s, wanting to sell out was a bad thing. So I guess you could say Wayne and Garth are like Mark and Roger, and Rob Lowe <laughs> is like Benny. But you know, along that same line, as I was rewatching it, you know, now the modern realization of like, oh, Benny didn't really do anything wrong. I kind of yeah. felt the same way about Rob Lowe's character. It's like, don't get me wrong, he's, he's kind of a slime ball, but he, he gives them money to like have their show via whatever wider distribution there's a contract that very clearly lies like lays out what they will be expected to do mm-hmm. they read the contract they sign the contract and then they say no we don't want to do that because we're artists he offers cassandra the chance to get a video made like other than just being kind of like a money guy what does he really do that makes him like evil and bad he doesn't. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he does. He is clearly interested in Cassandra from very early on. Honestly, at the same time that Wayne is, I will say. Yeah. Um, and he does kind of try to steal her, but just in the sense that, like, he's offering her opportunities she has earned and he is attracted to her. I don't know. I mean, I guess we could get into, like, the dynamics of power imbalances and stuff. I don't know. I guess you're right. Like, <laughs> well, I just, you know, it's like, I don't think like he's definitely the bad guy in the, in the context of the movie, but I don't think he really did anything that was all that bad. I don't know. I'm he old. Was all about, I'm old. I'm, he, like, man, I wish somebody would, would offer me a contract that I would get to read and agree to the yeah. circumstances and be paid for. <laughs> okay. We're going to have to investigate if we've suddenly switched on how we feel about <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> but before we do that, let's check the group message. Hey, so there are a lot of nights where I'm just super busy and I don't have it in me to make dinner. And that's why I rely on DoorDash because with DoorDash, I can get some of my favorite local restaurants delivered straight to my door. Um, anything I'm craving for me, for the kids, uh, it's easy to do. But Don't you wish you didn't have to pay delivery fees with DoorDash? Well, guess what? During Summer of Dash Pass, you can save money and enjoy new members-only offers every week on top of $0 delivery fees all year round. This is an amazing deal. With zero delivery fees, exclusive items, and more than 25,000 members-only offers nationwide, Dash Pass by DoorDash has everything you need to make your summer memorable. You're trying to relax. You're trying to enjoy the good weather. You need to uh, you need to take a break from cooking. Get your food delivered to you. With your Dash Pass by DoorDash membership, you can save an average of four to five dollars on every order you place for delivery or pickup. That means, on average, Dash Pass pays for itself when you order just twice a month. And uh, with that extra cash, you can also make sure include a good tip there for your dasher. That's uh, I, I appreciate this amazing service from DoorDash and uh, that food being delivered straight to me. So that's a great opportunity to show your appreciation with a nice tip. With members-only offers and items dropping every week, you'll have everything you need to make the most out of summer right at your fingertips. 
So shine bright during DoorDash's Summer of Dash Pass and get 50% off your first order up to $15 value. Use promo code BUFFERING at checkout when you spend $12 or more. That's 50% off your first order up to $15 value when you sign up for DoorDash during Summer of Dash Pass using promo code BUFFERING. That's code BUFFERING for 50% off your first order up to $15 value. Dash Pass benefits only on eligible orders that meet the minimum subtotal. Terms apply. Now, cereal is a delicious food that we here in this household absolutely adore. We like to eat cereal all the time. It's a breakfast food. It's a lunch food. It's a midnight snack. It's perfect. Um, And Magic Spoon has really innovated and changed the cereal game because they perfected the crunchy texture and developed an astounding variety of flavors without without all that sugar. So, you know, cereal's delicious. It it tastes sweet. It tastes great. You want to eat it. But you worry maybe about all that sugar eating. You don't have to have that worry with Magic Spoon. In each serving, there are zero grams of sugar. There are 13 to 14 grams of protein. So you know it's something that um, will give you that protein burst you need. Plus, be delicious. It's uh, gluten-free. It's grain-free. It's soy-free. So if you have special dietary needs, they can suit those as well. And you can build your own box. They have a huge variety of appealing flavors. They have classic stuff like cocoa, peanut butter, frosted. They've got uh, favorites like blueberry muffin or honey nut. And stuff that feels like a great midnight snack or dessert, like cookies and cream or cinnamon roll. And you can build your own box, mix things like cocoa and peanut butter. We know that's a classic combo. So, if you want to check out Magic Spoon, go to magicspoon.com slash buffering to grab a, grab a custom or grub, grab or grub, a custom bundle of cereal and try the magic for yourself. Be sure to use our promo code buffering at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. But you're gonna love it. That's magicspoon.com slash buffering and use the code buffering to save $5 off. Okay, so we were in the middle of making a case that maybe... <laughs> His name's Benjamin, and the other, it's, just, it's Benny. They're the same. Oh, my God, it is. <laughs> I really thought character. he just said that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, is it? The only reason I remember... By the way, in my head, he's just Rob Lowe. Like, that's always why, Rob yeah. Lowe. That's why I didn't think yeah. about it until well, you said Benjamin. it is only the line, which I can't even repeat the whole line, because it's got a bad word in it, but it's only when they're telling his... What's his friend's name? His, like henchman sort of his mm-hmm. assistant mm-hmm. like benjamin is not your friend if benjamin were an ice cream flavor he'd be pralines and and i can't say that yeah yeah the d word but that that is the only reason i remember his name yeah <laughs> they're the same oh my goodness benjamin well and benny i mean and he like he's mad at him at one point because he orders chinese food Speaking Chinese. Cantonese, mm-hmm. yeah. Which, Cantonese. Which yeah. Wayne learned to impress Cassandra. Cassandra. Uh, fun fact, Mike Myers apparently fluent. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I was I was curious. I was like, man, I hope that they are speaking accurate Cantonese to some degree here and that it's not just a joke in the movie. Are they speaking Cantonese? I looked it up and yes, uh, they are. But that is a huge relief, by the way, because I have wondered that, too. Yeah, they, they are. And uh, and so is Rob Lowe. 
Uh, apparently Rob Lowe isn't, like, it's accurate, but his accent is a little rough. Apparently accents all around are a little rough. But, uh, but yeah, but Mike Myers is, is fluent in Cantonese. So maybe that was a purposeful inclusion of a plot point because Mike Myers was showing off. <laughs> that is hilarious if Mike Myers was like, is there some way we can fit into this movie that I speak Cantonese? That's really good. That, that was like in his contract. Can like, he- here's a skill you've got to work into the plot. I don't care how. Just do it. That's kind of cool. Well, because the the actress that played Cassandra actually didn't. Uh, she just, you know, learned her her lines that were in Cantonese, but she doesn't actually speak Cantonese. Tia Carrera. Yeah, yeah. I did. I I did not think that. Okay, interesting. That is, that's got to be that. where that came from. That has to be that he included that. I mean, I, he had a lot of creative control. I could believe that, but in my head, canon that is true now. Yeah, and that actually like. Now, now I'm kind of back to like it's it's kind of attractive. Speaking multiple languages <laughs> is attractive. Well, it yes, is. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just don't think. I think, especially in there and how they pursue Cassandra, I don't really see how they're that different. Benjamin and I Wayne. agree. I agree because they both are immediately attracted to her while she's standing on stage, dressed very attractively for her performance because she's performing as she's singing and rocking out, and they're both just like that's a. That's a hot person that I want to get. I mean, like, it's the same impulse. They both, although Wayne is intentionally learning that language, like, obviously, Benjamin is speaking it mm-hmm. to impress her. It's the same thing. I Isn't that so, like, stereotypical, though, that the, the rich guy that's supposed to be kind of a jerk would just, like, know right. a different language yeah. and just pull it out? Like, it's probably one of those plot points you're supposed to be like, oh, come on. Like, it, well, Wayne's learning it. It's, it's the same thing. He just already knew it. Well, it was weird. It, so, like, they're definitely... And it's really, like... It's funny because it was a cultural turning point. Like, there, there was the excess of the 80s where, like, there were the people who... It was just about money and power. Just about money and power. Which is, like, we can all agree is not a good thing for society as a whole. Yeah. You know, it's not good for those people. It's not good for the people around them. It's not good for society to be driven by that. But then it sort of took this turn in the 90s where, like any sort of success or mainstream anything or like having a nice place or owning anything like everything was bad like because it was all selling out if you were successful especially as an artist if you got signed if you got a contract if you got hired to do it it was all selling out and it was bad which i don't think is the common feeling today no by any stretch well i I mean he he takes the money and he uses it to get the guitar that he's always wanted, you know, mm-hmm. to to like he, he enjoys the money and is just angry that the money came with a contract that said he had to have ads in his show. I just feel like by today's <laughs> standards, that doesn't sound so bad. Oh, man, it really doesn't. But no, I don't think there's anything wrong with having ads. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with ads. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> well, and to be I fair, side with Rob Lowe. Cassandra needed, like, she needed a contract. That, that party that she invites him to, do you remember what it's for? It's a rent party. It's a rent party. She's trying to pay the rent. Oh, that's right. That's oh got to be God. an expensive loft. It's very it's nice. It's rent. She's trying to pay the rent. It's rent. <laughs> well, and I mean, you know, like, Wayne. <laughs> Is Wayne's world rent? <laughs> Well, he, he blows his contract by just completely ignoring the thing he is explicitly signed to do. And his response is then to go get her to what? Ru- ruin her chance at 
getting like her video made. Yeah, because yeah, because he he does. He goes and she's making her video and he ruins a chance when he. Yes. Yeah. And, and accuses her of cheating on him as like, oh, well, that's the only way that you would get an opportunity like this. Like, it's kind of, you know, <laughs> he does do that. He says that he says the only reason he, he's interested in you and your band is because he wants to sleep with you. Oof. Dang. I'm just Oof. saying it's not, you know. This is not the discussion I expected to have about Wayne's World. Where are we? Where are we at now on the, the Wayne, Mike Myers? Oh, I'm out. definitely more attracted to Garth now. <laughs> I mean, going I, back and forth the whole episode. I still enjoy the movie, but yeah, it, uh, of course. But it's it is just interesting to and now this this rent parallel though is kind of throwing me for a loop because I'm like, well, what about the back and forth between Roger and Mimi? It's it's pretty it's pretty similar. <laughs> Rogers, Wayne, Mark, Scott. <laughs> Mark and Garth. Oh my gosh. They even sound the same. They both wear glasses. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, that one's falling Benny apart. Benny and for Benjamin me a is the best, the best comparison. But Benny we've and got. Benjamin yeah. feels really right to me. Yeah. So this means Wayne's World was based on Rent, right? Rent came and, first. And, okay, and so we're supposed to the guy Noah's arcade, Noah, who runs the arcade. Who, we're like we're supposed to accept that even though, okay, he's he has a successful arcade, he wants to sponsor this public access show so that because kids seem to like it, he wants kids to come to his arcade. It's a good match. Mm-hmm. None of that is like, I mean, that's not bad. That's mm-hmm. advertisers pairing their ads with shows that cater to the population they want to buy that that would buy their product i mean like that all makes sense that's how it all works that's the system Uh that's how it works so like okay that all works but then i guess we're supposed to believe he's the bad guy though because of the way he talks about children Mm -hmm. he talks and about how his games are rigged right like Mm -hmm. that's the other thing he says is that the games are rigged you can't really get to the next level so you keep coughing up quarters so he's a bad guy have you ever been to an arcade or, or played lots of uh, or any any like ga- game sitter at like a carnival or anything like that's kind of i don't know i feel like we maybe maybe we're just more cynical now where i'm like yeah that's probably anybody that owns an arcade why, why do you think they do think they do it out of the kindness of their heart no they want your money <laughs> that's how the world works <laughs> that's really interesting yeah because Okay, so does he deserve when he sits down with Wayne for the interview and the thing that like gets Wayne in big trouble when he makes the cards that say like a sphincter says what and sphincter boy and all that stuff. <laughs> Did he deserve that? What? I mean, I think that there's probably ways you can be funny about the things that you're advertising with without just explicitly making fun of them and I mean, they weren't, they weren't really jokes. It was just insults on the back of cards. I don't know. Yes, Which was, which again, as I will say, is part of the problem with a lot of humor from that era is that so much of it was punching down. And I guess this isn't punching down, this is punching up, but not even punching up in a funny way. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could just, you could just yell at people in suits and call them jerks, but I don't know how that's very funny. Don't do that. Sometimes I must wear a suit. Sometimes people just wear Sometimes suits. Sometimes we all okay. must wear the suit. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes I wear a suit. Well, and I mean, obviously, like, this is not... This movie, I don't think, is deeply concerned with, like, 
you know, representing some, it's it's a Saturday Night Live sketch turned into a yes. movie, you know, this is, here's the bad guy, we made it clear he's the bad guy, Here, here's the good guy, we made it clear he's the good guy, good guy gets the girl, that's the story. And, yes, well, and they and do, in the 90s, it was, I feel, I wasn't there, but I feel like based on everything we've talked about, it makes sense that Wayne would be the kind of caricature of good guy. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. He's... Wayne is supposed to be cool and like he's he's well intentioned to an extent, but flawed, but flawed in the way that's acceptable for uh, especially back then guys like to be flawed, the mainstream and selling out and being mm-hmm. a poser and all that. Exactly. Yeah. He wears jeans and a black T-shirt. Yeah, I've got this line down. <laughs> he wears jeans and a black T-shirt and a ball cap about his show. He's got a uniform. <laughs> he does. He's kind of like the, the like. Different color palette, Andrew WK vibe. <laughs> it is, it is, it's just, it is a uniform. I mean, at least Garth's uniform has a flannel. Yeah, and I feel like his sure. band T-shirt changes a few times. It's not always Aerosmith. No, mm-hmm. it it does change. Wearing a um and wearing a flannel tight around your waist is just such a like a vibe that I identify with. Of course, that's me for like half the year. Any transitional weather point of the year, I'm wearing a flannel around my waist just in case. So all spring and all fall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I feel like the like the you know the nerd glasses, band T-shirt, flannel around your waist. I think Garth's fashion is a bit more longevity than Wayne's. It Garth's fashion as, still kind of sticks around today, as yeah. you just described that. Like that. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's me. That is me half the year. God, mm-hmm. That's yeah. me. <laughs> but I mean, if we're going to talk about fashion, I have to say that everything they like Cassandra's outfits, the monochromatic, like purple leather pants, mm-hmm. the, the white, like with the lace and, on oh. the arms and the oh, my gosh. And yeah. the boots, whoever costumed her. I just everything she wore was just amazing. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I remember just thinking, like, man, I want to be a cool teenager and dress like that. <laughs> and she, she oh, did all of her be. own singing, too, which is awesome. Really? And playing, yeah. Oh, I didn't wow. know that either. Mm-hmm. I loved, I mean, I I thought she was very talented. I liked watching the performances in it. But, like, Ballroom Blitz has always stuck with me as, like, mm-hmm. that's a great song. That's yes. a rocking song. <laughs> And the only version I know is Tia Carrera singing it. Yeah. <laughs> and and the Why You Want to Break My Heart version that she does. Oh, I don't know. That is a good one. I don't yeah. know if they ever like released the, the the covers of like that she did for that. I would, I'd buy that. Yeah. I want a new updated Wayne's World soundtrack with her covers in it. Um, this deconstruction is, I, I don't know. And I mean, I guess like in some ways they acknowledge... And they, they acknowledge some of it with like when they do like the fake ads, when they're talking mm-hmm. about selling out and yeah. like Garth is wearing all Reebok stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's the some of those probably don't make sense to you, do they? What do you mean? The Nuprin ad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That used to be an ad where they no, would dump two Nuprin into somebody's hand and they'd say little yellow, different Nuprin. See, I didn't that get was, that. That was a real commercial. And like the, a lot Stuff of them like that were, I just assumed was the, like. The pizza one up. is very similar to the Pizza Hut commercial. And the Pepsi was the taste of a new generation. That was their their slogan. Mm-hmm. And the Reebok ad was like that. Like people like kicked back all dressed in Reebok looking cool. Like they, mm-hmm. those were very. Oh my. Yeah. It just occurred to me that you probably never. See, I mean, I know like 
Pepsi and Reebok and stuff, but those other ones I just assumed were like made up to go with the. I don't know. I was unfamiliar. Which is funny. I always enjoy that. They do a lot of that in Josie and the Pussycats. That's too. exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, and I always, I always think that 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 was a, such a very '90s thing. Like we would never sell out take a giant sip of my pepsi mm-hmm. set it down prominently on the table would we like i i don't know it's always pepsi i don't know she was everywhere pepsi's pepsi for was. sellouts pepsi's for sellouts <laughs> we're not sponsored by pepsi <laughs> <laughs> but listen pepsi if you <laughs> my no i it'd have to be coke for me they made santa <laughs> fair <laughs> No, I'm kidding. If any major soft drink, you know, soft drink brand wants to sponsor us. Sydney just wants Diet Dr. Pepper. I want Diet Dr. Pepper. Mm. <laughs> I love Diet Dr. Pepper. I get it. Where's that call? You and John Green. John Green is TikTok's, like, champion of Diet Dr. Pepper. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Wow. I'm kind of offended that I'm not TikTok's champion of Diet Dr. Pepper. Well, I think you'd have to be, like... Actively on TikTok drinking Diet Dr. Pepper, which I don't believe you've done. Yeah. Okay, Come for his about- throne. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm going to start making TikToks again. It's been a long time. It has been Somebody a long pointed time. this out. It's been like a year. Yeah. But I read this article. You lost about, the passion. I read this article about Riverdale the other day. Oh, I've read oh, so many no. articles about Riverdale recently, and I can't even believe it's real anymore. I still haven't seen it, so I don't. I just read what it was about, and I thought this can't be true. And I almost told you, I, okay. You got to TikTok go. it. Yeah, and I, I'm going to be drinking a Diet Dr. Pepper prominently <laughs> in everyone. <laughs> I, I like only learning about Riverdale through articles because you could tell me anything is happening in that show and I would believe it. Uh, aliens? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, probably. Oh, they got superpowers? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. All right. Somebody died again. They're alive again. Okay. Yeah, fine. There's a guy on TikTok who does a weekly recap of what happened this week in Riverdale. And the first few times I saw it, I really thought it was a joke. But then he started including like tiny clips and screenshots and stuff from the episodes. It's like, oh, my God, that's real. That's what I didn't. I read this article and it was talking about somebody dying and they were like, but don't worry. We already know a necromancer. And I was like, what? Yeah. It's Sabrina. Yeah. Who's just there. Necromancer. Sabrina's just there. They all do have superpowers, too. And is there something with like biblical plagues occurring? I don't even know. Probably. Anyway, it's only got one more season. That, this has they finally to put do. a stop to it. This has nothing to do with Wayne's no. World. No. Uh, um, go ahead. I was just going to say there was a board game, by the way, that oh. we had for that we have somewhere here. Some really? weird old Wayne's World bo- board game that was particularly hilarious. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. What were you going to say, Ty? Well, I was just thinking when I, we, we the um, oh gosh, who's the actor? The the guy that owns the donut shop. Well, I was about to say Al Bundy, but that's not helpful. It's the guy who plays Al Bundy. Yeah. I, I kind of forgot about that ongoing, just whatever is up with him. Mm-hmm. That's maybe in on the rewatch, my favorite aspect of the movie. <laughs> it is very yeah. funny. It's great. He played Al Bundy on a show called Married with Children. See, I wouldn't have known that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, this movie came out 30 years ago. I'm so sorry. I have no cultural context besides what I've gotten from other episodes of this podcast. I can't believe I was nine years old when this movie came out. There's no way you were watching this when it first came out, right? Was this something like you got into later? It it would have been something I got into later. No, I don't. 
I was wondering about that. Mom and dad let us watch lots of things that we shouldn't have probably been watching. We were yeah. a lot of a lot of scary movies. Um, and then like a lot of their age, like college, like teen, those sort of like party movies. Mm-hmm. They let us watch a lot of the ones that were popular from there. So like Fast Times at Ridgemont High <laughs> and Meatballs and things like yeah, things animal that, house animal yes house, animal yeah. house things that we absolutely should not have been watching yeah or at least we're too young to understand context yeah yeah no. well and i, I mean you're been. saying that with judgment sid and you just admitted that you let your kids watch rejected and right this is fair this is apparently a small family tradition at riley you grew up watching what family guy family guy mm-hmm. that was that was scampy mike that did that to me. Huh. That was Uncle Michael. I have not shown Charlie and Cooper Wayne's World, I don't think. I feel like Cooper would really like it. I feel like Cooper would like it, too. And we say that about a lot of adult things, and I'm not just saying that to say it. Like, I genuinely think that she would. Now, they know who Alice Cooper is. <laughs> there's a... Why? There's a, joke, there's a joke about Alice Cooper in an Archie comic. Because okay. Betty's mom because is Betty's named Betty. Alice Cooper, and at one point they say, not that Alice Cooper, and they show a picture of the rock star Alice Cooper. So your kids have been reading Archie comics, and you explained this joke to them? I did. I explained Alice Cooper to them. So they would appreciate the part where Alice Cooper shows up. Well, and, and then Cooper's he, name is Cooper. Mm-hmm. I've quoted his Mil- Milwaukee bit there so many mm-hmm. times in my life. And apparently that was uh, largely ad-libbed. Really? They just had him on set and they're like, you know, just kind of talk. They're like, you're, you're, you're an actor. You can do this. And he just, he's apparently very, I mean, he's a very well-read, knowledgeable man and just started dropping some facts. And there was a, it was a much larger segment that they cut down, but that mm-hmm. most of that was just him sort of sharing some information. He really oh. is a history teacher, I thought. Oh, well, that makes sense. I, I think, I think he did teach at some point history. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But that, yeah, that's very cool. The Chris Farley part is iconic when he's giving them all the information <laughs> about where, what's his name, Mr. Big? Yeah. <laughs> where he'll be and where his limo will be and all this stuff. And he's like, it's weird that we got all that information. Maybe it'll be useful later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, there's just so many good moments in that movie. That's what it, I mean when I say it's a lot. Not in a bad way. It's just like a lot happens. It's a lot of moments. Well, and they got, um, they got Freddie Mercury's blessing to use Bohemian Rhapsody before he mm-hmm. passed away. So that was a, he saw the scene and thought it was so funny. That he was like, yes, absolutely. That's really cool. And that, that I'm glad you mentioned that because that is probably the most iconic scene mm-hmm. that to this day, my children do headbang to Bohemian Rhapsody and they don't know why. One day they will know. One day. <laughs> um, well, I appreciate you all watching Wayne's World again because I, I agree that as we deconstruct it, there are some problems. It is a little meaner sometimes then happens I, with I like everything basically. from this period yeah right? it does but overall i think it's it's still a lot of fun um mm-hmm. it's funny there's a lot of jokes that still hold up and tia carrera really rocks yes whales i believe they say mm-hmm. yeah in the in the context of wayne's world so thank you all of course uh tay what's next well um sort of uh, I was inspired last week when we were talking about Phoebe Bridgers. Um, you know, one of her influences was Elliot Smith. Uh, I feel like we haven't talked about Elliot Smith, which is a sad, somber musical artist from my generation. So, 
Perfect. Um, I don't know about like any one album. Uh, maybe, well, I'll make you a playlist. We'll just kind of cover some of the hits because there's a lot. All right. Ready. That'll be next week. And um, I'll see you all. Yeah. After I get back from in the far across future. the pond. Yes. As they say. <laughs> as, as they say. I as bet they, they say, say that. I think they say that. <laughs> but I guess I'll find out soon. Well, have fun. Be safe. Do my best. All right. Well, that'll that'll do it for us for a little bit. I mean, you're going to hear these episodes in weekly, so it's not going to seem like a big break to you. You're going to hear us again next week. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. uh, thank you. You should go to Maximum Fun and check out all the great podcasts there uh, that you can enjoy. You can go to uh, stillbuffering.maximumfun.org. That's our email. You can email us there. You can tweet at us at stillbuff. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And, and I, I am, am too. too. Hey, did grad school ruin your reading habits? Oh my God, all those books you had to read for grad school. Did becoming a parent destroy your ability to focus on a book? Did the pandemic tank the number of novels you can get through in a year? Ugh, that happened to everyone and we're reading glasses and we're here to help. We'll get you out of a book slump, dismantle all that weird reader guilt. Which we know you have a lot of, but most importantly, we'll help you fall back in love with reading. Reading Glasses, every Thursday on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.